When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies. You got to mention, by the way, that um, I think Wednesday, I'm not sure. I think we're going to get it in this week. I'm hoping anyway. That Donnie, my buddy Don from My Pillow, is going to do the uh, family podcast with us. I think it's on Wednesday. You guys know her, don't you? You know Dawn, don't you? Uh, I don't think I've ever you met, her, met her. No, I haven't met her either. She's a great person. I shouldn't say that because she's listened. So, Dawn, I didn't mean that. You're not a great person. You're horrendous and horrible. <laughs> That's not true. She's a wonderful person. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Sandy, you got a lot of great stuff to talk about, Pally. Well, there's plenty there with your Vikings. How about those Gophers, eh? <laughs> I knew he'd do it. Bob, that's why I love you, because you stick it right in my back. Well, you know what, Tom? <clears throat> I, I think if they would have only given P.J. Fleck the NIL money that his program deserves, they'd be undefeated battling mm-hmm. the Michigans and the Ohio States and sure. the Georgias. I think so. First sure. overall, they need NIL money, and they'd be the best team in the history of best teams. Bob, may I ask you a question? How did they ever think this guy was a good coach? I don't you know get what? it. Okay, he had Western Michigan. He, he was, had, you know, they were one loss. But stop giving them contracts. A year ago, they extended them again. They extend them like every year. I know. And this Mark Coyle will probably extend them again. He needs to go too. By the way, you ever met him? And, uh, no. As no, my... but I was pretty much. I had been winding down as a columnist, so thankfully I never had to get involved. But I know from afar, he's. He's not a good athletic director. And the, the only evidence I need of that is how he treated Lindsey Whalen so shabbily. I know. He's terrible. Well, have you ever and, met him? No, I, I told you. I've never met him. My buddy Andy Fisher would have said, got the personality of a pile of turds. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to picture personality in a pile of poop. Now, would that be an old pile or a steamy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't There's know. a big difference. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I just not, they're not, and I, I'm a huge Gopher fan. That's the problem. Used to be a huge basketball fan mm-hmm. back in the Clem days, and Jim Dutcher and those people, football team that was the name Jerry Klein, or what was his name? Yeah. Clem. Klein. Jerry Kill. 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 There, there you go. Jerry Kill. He was another barn burner, huh? Well. Hey, let's see if we he can get some. some health issues. Yeah, and he was actually. Oh, did he? I, I didn't thought, know that. Yeah, and I thought, wasn't he actually a relatively he was, good coach? He was if a, he didn't yeah, have he the health was a decent coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where is he now? Like Toledo, Ohio, or where is he? 
Uh, where, what school is he at? I'm trying to. I, I could find that out. Tulane, Toledo. He's yeah. He's somewhere because he was just here last or earlier yeah. this season, or was it last year yeah. that he coached against? Might have been. I think Gophers. it was this year. This year? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where he went, but in any case, let's move on from the Gophers because now you're just going to piss me off. But I did find out uh, from uh, Phil Mackey that they have a seven million dollar buyout. Give him the seven million. Get rid of him. Well, actually, it's ten million until December, so it's less than a month. They're not going to fire him before that. <laughs> no, they're not. They get, they do so, have to get rid of both those guys. He's a, they're both New Mexico State. Yeah, is where oh, is that where he is? Jerry okay. Kill. Yeah. Yep. And okay, at least it's not the Jimbo Fisher buyout. They fire this guy at Texas A&M seventy six million dollars. <laughs> what are you out of your mind giving this guy a deal like that? AJ was very happy about that this morning already. Well, no, Bob. Did you see? Did you see like what they did during the game? You talking about the Gophers or A and M? A and M. So they they apparently had this decision made earlier in the week. They knew no yeah. matter if they won or lost, he's getting canned. But they needed the seventy five, seventy six million dollars to buy him out because of his guaranteed contract stuff. They pass around a hat. No, the the booster club donated very inauspiciously $175 million to the school, to the program. They displayed the check and, like, did a whole ceremony for the donation with the money they were going to fire the coach with. <laughs> well, the rest of it will go to hiring the next guy and overpaying yeah, him. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I'll tell you what, yep. let's get word down there that P.J. Flex available. Yes, go. You should hire him. Absolutely, get him. Yeah, that's that's really what they want to have happen is him get hired to somewhere else, so that way they pay the buyout and it doesn't come yep. out of the school's love pocket. It. Yeah, so, I love it. Now you, I know you talked a lot about the Vikings already, and what it, what re, Kevin O'Connell first time I think he's done this. He reminded me of Jerry Burns. Killer instinct, killer instinct. <laughs> you had the team down twenty-seven-three. Will you freaking crush them? Put I your know. foot on their neck and just cut off all the wind they have coming to them. I agree. I mean, he that first half was one of the best first halves you could have watched. And Joshua Dobbs is still the best. It's not Dobbs's. I don't blame him at all for the second half. I blame O'Connell because he pulled. You know, he basically pulled back. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, trying to protect the lead, and then they Jameis. What the thing about Jameis Winston? You knew he was going to blow it and throw interceptions. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, 2019, 5,100 yards plus, 33 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Whoa. You knew he was going to fling interceptions. Whoa. So that, and that's what wound up happening. And uh, so, but this, O'Connell is still, he's kind of learning as he goes too. And a lot of people want to give him great, oh, what a great coach. He's still learning how to, you know, how to deal with like a, a win like this when you're up 27-3. Just keep doing what you did in the first half. Yeah, and especially could have had twenty catches. I know he's been a little he's banged up, but he was banged up when he made the ten catches. Keep going to him. Yeah, and well, and especially because we can't run the ball at all. So it's you can we, if you make Ty Chandler your featured back. Yeah, that's that's a whole another issue. We should Alexander Madison probably should not be on the field anymore. But we Ooh, we, we can't we can't really run the ball, so our only option is to just keep going for the jugular and just try to run the score up. Because as Josh Dobbs is ma- not making mistakes, so if, rather than forcing balls into places they shouldn't, he'll run. So he's not throwing a lot of, or not throwing any interceptions. So uh, yeah, we've, unless we can run the ball, just keep running up the score. You know what I, I really love about Dobbs's game? He's not the pinpoint accuracy passer that Cousins is, but mm-hmm. he can throw on the run. And he's pretty good when he throws on the run. Yep. He's almost better on the run than he is when he's sitting back there, which he rarely does. 
No, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, the first sign of any pressure, he's out scrambling and making plays with his legs, which is great to see. And I will say this: they, the the story of yesterday's game would have been Ty Chandler if they didn't call back his touchdown run, which yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. really see a you know a hold on yep. Brian O'Neill. I agree. That was a bad call. They had a lot of bad calls in that game. Poor Daniil Hunter. That's what led to them. When you take that out, let's say you leave the touchdown alone and you don't throw the flag on Daniil Hunter, who has the helmet ripped off his head, that is the game is a blowout. I agree with you, though, Bob. Seriously, you don't take your foot off the gas. Let's go. Yeah. If you watch the Dallas game later, he did replace... Uh, Dak Prescott, who had a great game, but they were still throwing the ball right to the end because mm-hmm. they wanted to do that. They wanted to make a statement. This Vikings team needs to make a statement. And what better statement would it have been if you put 40 points on the Saints and let people know we don't have our top receiver, Justin Jefferson. We don't have our quarterback. We don't have, you know, K.J. Osborne. And that really is letting the – you're letting the NFL know. you are five got five wins in a row now. And you kid really can get on a decent roll because some whatever if it's this is an aberration for him if it's you know even if it's just the one half season deal he's going to do Joshua Dobbs is the best thing to happen to this team because there's excitement I told you the other day it's the first time I can remember looking forward to watching a Vikings game because I wanted to see what he could do and now I will say he's the most exciting quarterback and it's a small sample size. But waiting for him to play, to me, because I'm looking forward to what happens in the next game, the last quarterback who had that kind of excitement was Brett Favre when, that year he took him to the championship 2010, game. yep, I was just going to say that. This is the last time I felt this way was that season where it's we're going into it expecting to win. It almost feels like team of destiny type of thing where we have a chance to make a run and do something special. And you didn't feel that way with Cousins, even last no. year, did you? Oh, no, not at all, because you knew kind of the – the other shoe was always potentially going to drop where he's not going to take the risks down the field. He's not going to be able to scramble if the first option isn't there. So yeah, Josh Dobbs, he adds that electricity to it and it, it is exciting. It's infectious for the whole team. Now, Tevin, you're a, 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 or you're all Vikings fan. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. Brittany. Brittany, you're a Vikings fan. Of course. Yeah, you are. of course. I thought you were a Chiefs fan. When? Yeah. What happened to that? Well, I mean, sometimes depends on what's going on. <laughs> oh, God. All right. When he comes back, and he will be back, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, you have two number ones, receivers, mm-hmm. and Hawkins. There is not a better tandem of receivers and tight end in the entire NFL. I agree. No. I mean, I, the only what probably comes closest, because Miami's got no tight end, what, what comes closest is probably Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia no or Baltimore. No one else comes close to this, because Dallas Goddard's a pretty good tight end. But Hawkinson, I would say, is is better. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown is really good. And Devontae Smith is really good, the receiver. But I think these guys could match up with anyone you put out. You say this is a great – because they're missing one, either the second receiver or the tight end, every other team. Yeah, no, our skill position players are – I would put them up there against anybody's in the league. Well, not until you get to the backfield. Well, you can leave that out. <laughs> and Ty Chandler, he's good in, in spurts. So. He needs to run the ball. Yeah. I think Chandler, and again, if Kevin O'Connell, this is his opportunity to make Chandler the featured back because a concussion, usually concussion protocol lasts more than a week. Mm -hmm. Most guys don't come back the very next week. Yeah, well, and especially for a running back, I mean, you're getting hit 
in the helmet every time you touch the ball for the most part. Yes, the bell's getting rung. Yep. So I, I think this is uh, – it's become suddenly, for me anyway, a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. And the defense, you know, you, I'm sure you guys, none of you were at the game. You all watched on TV, right? Mm-hmm. That stat, I love the stat. Brian Flores, he is blitzing on more than half the defensive plays, more than 10% more than any other team. And he's not getting burned by it very much because he's got the guys. This DJ Wanham is a hell of a player, and obviously we know how good Daniil Hunter is. So it's a lot of fun to watch him on defense now, too. Yeah, well, in the offseason, all the talk was, do we even have corners that are capable of covering anybody? Yeah, we got Brian Murphy uh, in free agency from the Cardinals, which who's been playing lights out. But Brian Flores is just like, you know what? They don't even have to cover for about two seconds because we're going to exactly. blitz the house every time and make our corners' job a lot easier. The, the most dangerous quarterback for them to play is a quarterback like Joshua Dobbs who can run. Mm-hmm. He, if he doesn't get, if he escapes and doesn't get sacked, he can get the yardage running or throw on the run to get away from guys. But they really haven't faced too many of those other than Hurts, right? Yeah, and I don't think there's really any left on the schedule that present a huge problem with their legs. So we There should... is not that I can recall. I mean, Joe Burrow certainly isn't. And, uh, you know, you're have... not going to see it from Goff. Jared no. Goff isn't. Jordan Love's not going to run around like crazy on us. Yeah. Justin Fields, if he comes back healthy at some point. But at that yeah, point. Yeah, but that's the, it's the Bears. They're such yeah. a sad franchise. They're just waiting for the season. <laughs> yeah, but he end. can't throw. So it doesn't yeah. matter. He'll run, but he's not going to throw on you. <laughs> you don't have to blitz him. So let him run. Then yeah. you can have guys back together. But anyway, suddenly it's a fun to me. And I have not, I haven't said it again since the, the, that season with Favre. It's a fun team to watch. And, and I really haven't felt that way since then. And it's not just relegated for fun to the Vikings. The Timberwolves, Bob. Your Timberwolves, oh. They're on fire. In-season tournament win, beat the, <clears throat> the highly touted Golden State oh, Warriors. AJ's pumping his arms. He's abandoned the wild. No more state of hockey for him. State of basketball. I, I, I can't. I can't support two in-state teams at the same time. What is this? Well, you can support one that's decent. That's well. Yeah. That, I'm, and, a bandwagon guy. You, you'd be so much happier if you just hop on and off the bandwagon. No, you get that. It doesn't because then it doesn't mean anything if they eventually do win something. Correct. You gotta. I, you gotta have, be there for the roller coaster. I have a couple no. friends that I know. Like he is the. Uh, but like when Baker got drafted by the Browns, like, oh, I'm a Browns fan now. And then, so, you know, I'm, I'm uh, just bouncing teams left and right. Mm. It's, if they ever do win, it's, you're, you're not going to enjoy it. You're going to be like, OK, sweet. TV off. Time to go to bed. Nothing's not, like you nothing. You want to know what? Ask somebody who became a Patriots fan if they said, oh, it doesn't feel good if you win six Super Bowls. It feels great. Yeah, I forgot I was a Chiefs fan until this conversation today. And now I have to go <laughs> check how they're doing. And it is fun when my Chiefs win. They had a buy. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm so with you. Lose. Yeah, I'm with you, AJ. The emotional roller coaster of supporting one team, like with all of your heart, is it's what makes sports sports. Like if you look at my group chat text through a Vikings game, all it is is I hate this team. I hope I'm never talking <laughs> watching them again. And then the next play, oh my gosh, I love this team. We're going to the Super Bowl. You got to be there for what? a roller coaster. This is the problem with Viking fans, what mm-hmm. they're exhibiting, because they accept mediocrity and bad right. play every year, and that's why, because the team, the, the fans don't get an uproar about how horse shit this team has been since its inception mm-hmm. when it comes to championships. 
Don't accept it. Why don't you both start growing a beard until they win a Super Bowl? Because well, then I'll be growing a beard out for the rest of my life, potentially. You'll die Bob. with it. You'll That's trip right. on it and hit your head and die. The thing is, though, Bob, is that I also I'm I was raised as a Cubs fan, so I know what 2016 feels like, and that was <clears> one of the <throat> best nights ever. Like nothing yep. could ever, I think, match that, unless the Vikings or the Wild. I don't like I'm not as big of a basketball guy, but like the Timberwolves, like it's that atmosphere of like the parade and like everything washing away. I yep. if if you just like bounce teams, it doesn't matter. You no. need you need to be there for the lows just like the highs. Yes, because if the Vikings when the Vikings eventually win their Super Bowl, Life I will ball like a child because <laughs> of the emotional trauma that I have experienced watching this team my entire life. Now, are you talking about B A W L? Like, cry my eyes out, Bob. Okay. Boo hoo. On probably what ball on this show. About. Yeah. All right. A ball out. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't sure there. No, I'll be a wreck. Tom, your thoughts? I haven't talked in 10 minutes. Why would I talk I now? You guys are jacked, though. I like that. I just like sitting back and listening because you guys are very, very jacked about this team. Don't get too excited. Well, that's the whole the problem. That, that's why you haven't heard me talk in the last 10 minutes. Because he's been through it. He knows. Yep. Oh, no, the, the other shoe definitely feels like it could drop, but we just kind of ignore that until it gets here. We'll deal with that as it comes. The one thing I, I, I wondered about, I put something out on social media, how horrible was that Cardinals team for him to be 1-7? Right. You know, it's incredible how just how pathetic they must be. You know, so I that one just boggles me because he is this talent there, and a lot of teams I think did miss on him. And it, it's a small sample size, but it's enough to see that their guys got talent. I mean, the first game, oh, he got lucky. This one though, he can play. There's no question. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Kurt Warner. You know, he wasn't stocking shelves at some grocery store at a high V. But it's still it's a great story, and the thing, the whole pastronaut, uh, you know, engineering thing is great. And I, I said something on my show earlier, and I didn't know. Do you all know he has alopecia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well that slipped by me because I'm looking and I'm saying, you know, he's a good-looking guy. He should grow some hair, or maybe go to the hair club for men. <laughs> <laughs> something. Because he is. I mean, he's a handsome fella, but he just doesn't. Maybe it's because I didn't realize he didn't have eyebrows either. All right. What did Jiminy Glick say about alopecia? What? You remember Jiminy Glick, don't you? Martin yeah. Short's character? Oh, yeah. Brilliant character. He was talking to Paul, uh, what's his name, the, the band leader for David Letterman. Oh, Paul, uh, was someone in that. Schaefer, there you go. Paul Schaefer, there you go. He's just looking at him while he's interviewing, and he's not saying a word, and Paul Schaefer's talking, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jiminy Glick goes, that alopecia is a tough row to hoe. <laughs> you know, one of my most embarrassing moments in the media came because of alopecia. That's why I feel terrible. I even you know, really? I said that earlier. Yes. I'm interviewing. This is 20 years ago when he and he's still even at in his 80s. You don't mess with Carl Eller. But I'm doing right. a big interview and I didn't say me. Yes. You know, Carl, there's a lot of people who just wonder, why don't you get a better rug? Oh. Because remember what he used to wear, and he oh, yes. he explained. Oh. Well, I you know I I wear because I don't want to you know I have alopecia, and I felt terrible. I did not know he had alopecia. He didn't really talk about it. I didn't know then. that. That's yeah. that is a uh, horrifying story. Yeah, Bob. Even like if he didn't have alopecia, why would you ask him that? That's terrible. Well, clearly, you don't remember the rugs he wore. Still, well, like, and he's a great guy, and he handled it guy. very well. He didn't you know pummel me. Yeah. You shoulda. 
Well, and Tom, have you heard uh, Kevin Gar, or well, your favorite Timberwolves, Kev- Kevin Garnett, what he uh, said to a alopecia, I guess, person with alopecia? No. So it was during a game, and they have all the courtside mics that pick everything up, and it's during a free throw, so the stadium's dead silent. And you just hear Kevin Garnett call Charlie Villanueva, who has alopecia. He goes, you look like an effing cancer patient. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, he, know he, he is alopecia. such an asshole. Oh, he God. definitely, I mean, he had to have known oh. he has alopecia. Oh, I mean, because I feel terrible about, Carl, I feel terrible about saying something about, you know, Joshua Dobbs not knowing that he had it. I mean, it's a condition. A mm-hmm. lot of people, it's a tough one for people. Yeah. And uh, my, I think they did, so I, uh, I think they did something in Arizona because I was told about this, too. There was a cheerleader with alopecia, and they did a spot together, you know, to talk about Aww. it. And I, I don't know. There must be a decent percentage of people that deal with it. I would imagine we can close with this. The very first time I ever met Carl Eller was at the old, you know, the, the bank right down the block here, right, right on 394 and whatever the hell, Xenia. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it American Bank or Merit? Something like that. I go into the bank, and Carl Eller's up at, uh, he's like second in line at the teller. So I walk up behind him, and I'd never met him before, whatever. I said, it's okay if I stand here? And he turns around and looks at me and goes, as long as you promise not to beat me up. <laughs> I just started <laughs> laughing. Guy's like three times bigger than me, but other than that. What now, a great guy. Now, we talked about bad guy. He is one of the nicest great guy I've ever dealt with. He is that a nice group man. from that that Chuck, I mean, that was Chuck's team and yep. Carl Eller's team, and I mean, I've never dealt with a Viking from that era that wasn't just a wonderful person. You're right; they're all great people. They're very, very nice people. You know, even no Tarkenton question. turned out to be decent because I oh, ripped yeah. him once, and he like, you know, he called me. It's uh, he was not popular with other players on the team, and that hurt his feelings. Mm-hmm. But I get along great with Tarkenton since then too. Yeah, not a bad one right. on in that bunch, from my perspective. All right, Sandy, you did a hell of a job, I think. I think your guys did the hell of a job, although they, they are going to be so sad because this Vikings are not making one in the Super Bowl this year. It's hardly, hardly a tough call on my part. <laughs> not with that attitude, they're, they're right. not, Bob. Yeah, I know. I can't get behind them enough like you guys. <laughs> All right, Sandy, we will talk to you later on, Pally. I live for that. See you, Brits. Thanks a lot. Bob Sands Sports brought to you. By Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers. Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the Eagles are at XL Energy Center on their uh, farewell tour on Saturday, November 18th, this Saturday. And you can see them with Catherine and me in my suite. To enter, just go to Tom Bernard app or on the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day at 810, 910, and 1010. Email us back by midnight at contest at TomBernardShow.com, and you win. Today's qualifier, name for the See the Eagles with me in my suite, is Mel Dinius of St. Paul. Mel Dinius. Email us by midnight tonight at contest at TomBernardShow.com. Mel Dinius, D-I-N-I-U-S of St. Paul. Call now. Text in. Whatever you can do, let us know, and I'll see you on Saturday at, uh, yeah, that's going to be it. At the uh, X should be a hell of a show, the Eagles, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. It's going to be great. I wish I was eligible to win this contest. Yeah, you... right, we get disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clear my throat there. I just <laughs> moving along, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to, what the hell did I do with my spots? Did I do them all already? I did. You did, yeah. I did them all. My God. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds. Thomas Ian Nicholas will be with us right after this.
This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story, and please let them know that Tom sent you. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this, at Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I don't know about that unruly attitude part of it. What do you think of that part? I mean, that was kind of unruly for you to say that about the kind of ad unruly. that Amy so well crafted. But <laughs> let, let me give you something unruly. Monday is my least favorite day to go down to the men's room. 
because everybody's voiding what they ate all weekend and they're oh, lined yeah. up to do it. Jeez, that's graphic. Do you see what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, though? It's that's... every Monday. Yeah. Okay. Here, this is called a segue. Thomas Ian Nicholas with us. How you doing, Thomas? <laughs> How's everything going? <laughs> I'm good. I'm uh, I'm I'm happy to be uh, on your unruly show. It's unruly. There's no question. It's been unruly now for about 53 years. There's no question about that. But uh, I, I did see you, uh, speaking of Minneapolis boys, Tom Arnold, work with you on this project. Is that true? Yeah. He, uh, I, in my new series, Underdeveloped, uh, which I executive produced and starred in, Tom Arnold plays my boss on the show. Ooh. Who by, bypasses my character's promotion to hire his brother-in-law who has no experience. Well, please, uh, please tell Tom Arnold that Tom Bernard said to say hello to him. He's a very, very nice guy. I love talking to that guy. I mean, yeah, not, as, not as much as I like talking to Thomas Ian Nicholas. I mean, when I like talking to you more, but other than that, you know what I mean? I, well, I hear you. Well, I'm here now, so, you know, that makes sense. It does indeed. <laughs> Thomas joins uh, the show both as a starring role and executive producer uh, with other castmates, uh, already mentioned, including show creator Brian A. Metcalf, David Henry, David Keckner's on the show as well. Excellent. And Tom Arnold. Uh, I want to hear all about the show, Thomas. What, what's the deal with the show? Well, it's, uh, you, can, you can stream it now. The, the pilot is on Amazon Prime and Amazon Freebie, or you can see the whole first season on Tubi. Um, and it's a mockumentary about a group of failed producers that are forced to work together in a production office. But you don't really have to understand how movies are made to understand these characters. They're basically inept characters that, you know, do things like hiring their brother-in-law. So you got, you know, nepotism, favoritism, inequality of pay, racism. We make fun of it all. So it's like being in radio. It's, it's basically like being in any workforce, really. <laughs> in, in any work. You know, it's funny you mention that, Thomas, because I... I've been in the show for a long time, and and my wife, our son, and our daughter all appear on the show in the fourth hour. And uh, there's no nepotism there, though. It just it was a coincidence. Just a coincidence, a coinky dink. A coinky. Well, who said dink? That's right. That's a great. That's a great old line, the coinky dink. But in any case, so your character specifically, what's that all about? Uh, well, my character is, um, you know, probably. He's the most curmudgeon because he's the one that kind of understands and does any of the work. Um, but he's also got a heart of gold because he'll fix a problem and then not take the credit for it, not tell anyone what he actually did and let, you know, people think that they were responsible. So he's, uh, he's an interesting dichotomy. My character, Joe, uh, is his name. Joe Chameau. Joe Chameau, really? <laughs> yeah. My mother would love the show. She's no longer with us, but she would love Joe Shamo. I'm here to tell you. There's no question about it. <laughs> Thomas, I got to tell you, we're talking to Thomas Ian Nicholas about his show, Underdeveloped. I'm looking at the promo picture. There are two of them on there, and the one on the left. Honestly, God, I, do people say this to you? Because, and it's a very distinctive and a good look. Don't get me wrong, you're a handsome devil. But I bet you everybody comes up and goes, man, you look just like this guy I went to school with. Do you get that a lot? Um,. No, not necessarily, especially not with that mustache. Well, I suppose that's true. I get, that probably works out. But maybe it's because I went to Catholic school. Because you, whether you're Catholic or not, you look like a nice Catholic boy. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. 
Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that people have, I've, I've kind of come to find that, that people have sort of grown up with me. They just know that I went to a different school, uh, you know, with the cast of American Pie. But we still have grown up together. <laughs> it's wonderful. So you're having a good time doing it. I, I mean, I, I suppose there's a lot of pressure that goes along with that. You have to succeed at what you're doing. So you're, you know, you're working as an actor and a producer and all these other things. I mean, do you feel a lot of a lot of pressure on the deal, or you just kind of go, "Hey, I know this is good, so I'm not worried about it." Um, I mean, I don't really think about it in terms of like achieving anything. I just love okay. to, you know do what I do, uh, and I feel very fortunate that, you know, I mean, I've had now, oh my gosh, this is going to make me feel old, but I have been working uh, in my career for 36 years. Really? So, uh, actually, no, it's longer. I, di- I, I digress. Uh, I didn't <laughs> do the math right. 30, 30, no, it's 37 now, 37 years. Man. So. Uh, I just am very thankful that I get to do something that I love and call it work because it certainly doesn't feel like work. And I also, you know, I'm, I have my band and just signed a record deal Excellent. for the very first time. Uh, only took me a thousand shows, six albums in 15 years, so I'm musically <laughs> an overnight success. <laughs> and, like, because obviously most people recognize, or I shouldn't say maybe recognize from either American Pie or The Rookie when you threw the most famous pitch in the history of baseball underhand after your mother, you know, it lets you know that's what you should be doing after your arm goes out. Just float it in there. Right, you just float it in there like, like smooth <laughs> like butter. So has it been something hard in your career to kind of always be chasing the next big success after having, you know, such success with The Rookie as well as American Pie? Um, you know, I think maybe there was a time where I, I felt that way, but, um, for me, it's, it's, I'm, I'm embraced that, especially like right now, nostalgia is so big that it, it, it really is looked at positively that I have these things, you know, these feathers in my cap from 24 and 30 years ago. Um, and I just embrace the fact that, you know, I had these successes and it, I mean, like it, it would be remiss of me to think like i'm gonna top these things we live in a different day and age um and the only way to do that is to like have like a big i'd have to be like in a marvel movie you know if i'm (laughs) if i'm gonna usurp the uh the success of a billion dollar franchise like american pie or even you know uh the success of rookie of the year so i I don't know i mean i'm like i said i'm just thankful that i get to do things that i love and still create art and that uh, that anyone is entertained by anything that I'm doing is a blessing. Yeah, and I uh, yeah, I apologize. Rookie of the year, not the rookie, not the not rookie. the Dennis rookie Quaid. Of the year. Yeah, I didn't jump in there on you. Uh, Don't yeah, worry you, about you, it. You, you should <laughs> save me from looking like an idiot. No, it's fine. I, I actually told uh, Jack uh, Dennis's uh, son, Jack Quaid, um, that uh, I, I was at a comic con and someone brought a copy of the rookie. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and I, just, I was like, awesome. I just signed it anyway. So yeah, uh, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Thomas, I wish we had more time with you. Next time, come back for a little longer. Thomas, Ian Nicholas, underdeveloped the name of the show. You're a hell of a guest, Thomas. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Good day, sir. Thomas, Ian Nicholas, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds like my kind of show, to tell you the truth. Yeah, any mockumentary where it's making yeah. fun of other things and then it's something that's, you know, you're in an industry very s- similar to what, 
he is and the show's about it. Sounds like a good show. No question about it, ladies and gentlemen. I got kind of, I was, I was, I don't even want to say this, but I have to say it because it's my job. There's a new movie that came out. Charlie Day put out a new movie. Have you seen uh, any promos for it or anything like that? Uh, no. What's it called? Uh, God, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot the name <laughs> of the movie. Charlie Day uh, wrote it, produced it. Uh, Fool's Paradise? Fool's Paradise. That's exactly right. So Catherine and I watched it, uh, I think, Saturday night. We watched it, opened up, laughed like hell for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and then it just hits the wall. That's sad. Uh, that made I, me really sad. That's not what I wanted to hear. I love Charlie Day. I so do, too. When you said the first 15 minutes are great, I was hoping it was going to be like, and it only got better, but yep. no. What's the name of the movie? Um, because he doesn't talk the whole movie yeah. till, till the very end. He okay. says four words, which was kind of borrowed from that, uh, what's the movie The where the guy's a, he's a butler and the family died and he kind of, oh, what the hell's the name of the movie? Catherine knows. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter, but it really made me sad because the, the movie just ended up going nowhere and it was not funny at all for like the last hour and 10 minutes. And that really upset me because I've always really liked Charlie Day. And again, first 20 minutes, I laughed like somebody said, man, this is great. This is going to be wonderful. But the fact that he just never talks, well, what the hell is the name? Somebody will know. One of our listeners it's will know. It's a movie that he's in that he doesn't talk, you're saying? That's his new movie. Oh, the new one is. The oh, new okay. one's like that. Yeah, but there's another movie that came out years ago about a butler that ends up, I, God, I can't, I, I can't even remember who starred in it, but it was, it's almost an exact copy of that movie. Okay. Which is unfortunate. Somebody, well, one of our listeners know exactly what I'm talking about. But I... Um, you know, it's my job to kind of do that whole day. I wish I could tell you, hey, it was wonderful from beginning to end. And uh, first 15 minutes, you're going to laugh a lot. But after that, it kind of just doesn't go anywhere. And it's because he doesn't talk. It's like, okay, we get it. You're not talking. What else you got, right? Yeah. Anyone? Anyone got any plan? Yeah. I feel like if you're going to go the non-talking route, you have to have just like more than just one or two, like, acting gags like oh he walked into a wall or you know he stepped on a pitchfork and then it hit him in the face or whatever like what what is yeah which, how do you even get through that I guess? which it feels kind of wasn't mr bean shows and movies kind of like that yeah, or was, might i might right. think of somebody else where it's yeah the, the kind of the quirky yeah. walking around type of guy that doesn't really <laughs> it's not really popular anymore you know i'd call Catherine and ask her for the name of the movie i was talking about but it's only 9 32 so she's not awake yet thank you very much great to be here <laughs> Tough guy when she's not here, huh? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the second she walks through the door, it's that uh, oh, would not be getting there. said. That's the name being of the movie there? is Being There. Would you look and see who stars in that? Yeah. Because he doesn't talk the whole damn movie until the very end. He says like four words. Um, or at least he doesn't talk a lot. I don't know. But yeah, Being There was a really good movie. All right. Being There was a 1979 comedy satire that starred Peter Sellers, Shirley MacLaine, Melvin Douglas, and Jack Warden. Peter Sellers is amazing in that movie. He just doesn't talk. So I don't know what that, you know, it's too bad. But yeah, being there, that's the movie I was trying to think of. Okay. All right, what else is happening? Anything good in the news? Specifically good or just a story (laughs) that might be bad that is taking flight? Yeah, uplifting good and right because I don't think there's any uplifting. Yeah, I don't think there's any uplifting. Nothing. No, I mean like locally, the 
U of M is under like a safety watch because somebody overnight was kidnapped and robbed at gunpoint. By three guys dressed all in black, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, so that's about it as far as... You know what I love about that, though? We've gotten so political now. They don't describe the people. They describe the clothes they're wearing. Well, it sounds like they <laughs> took the extent to make sure that there weren't any identifying marks from what I saw. So it wasn't like they just rolled up with their faces out. They were covered, masked up, and the girl couldn't really tell what was going oh, it was on. Oh, it was a woman it happened to? I believe so. Oh, I thought it was a guy. I, I, I saw it this morning on Channel 5, as a matter of fact. They covered that story. But, yeah, they robbed her, and didn't they... Do some damage to or hit her over the head or some damn oh, thing. Oh, sorry, it was a he. It was a guy. Yep. Yeah, I thought yeah, so. Yeah, he was forced into a small car by three men. And he was hit. It looks like he was hit over the head. Yeah. So what did where did the other guy end up? Uh, they said he was robbed at gunpoint. No, out. I mean the other the other robber. I don't. They don't know where the other robbers. Because went. the two of you are here. You and yeah. AJ are here. Well, so Brittany's at her house. Oh, it could have been Brittany. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. yeah, it could have been Brittany that did it. They thought she was a man because she. No, there's no, there's no way. I'm wearing tie dye, so could see you. Right? Yeah. If you if you hear a report of somebody wearing a tie dye jumpsuit, yeah, robbing somebody, then it's Brittany. Um, it is funny when they mention their clothes, Tom, because it's the most changeable thing. So exactly. Right. Who cares? Right. Okay. Right. Oh, they were dressed in black. Oh, good. Be on the lookout for three men walking around Minneapolis wearing all black <laughs> and ski masks. <laughs> Going like this with their money. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, what time of night did that happen? Uh, it says it was around 1 a.m. Oh, God. He left Sally's, which is a uh, bar over in Dinkytown. I oh, so he walked out of a bar and they robbed him there? I, I believe so, yes. Oh, my God. So, I mean, is it smart at all to go out? I mean, I got to be honest with you. Would you go out in downtown Minneapolis at night now? I yeah. mean, late night, not early night. Yeah, I would go night. out. I just would, you have to be careful, aware of your surroundings. And if you're staying out until 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, probably not the wisest thing to do. And it sounds like this guy was walking by himself. Uh, so I definitely wouldn't recommend, especially if you're a female, walking around yeah. downtown or dinky town, or really anywhere but it, by yourself. But at this point, male or female, I feel like it's just funny because we've been, I, as a female, I've been told this constantly. And I feel like... It almost should be heard that you probably shouldn't be walking alone, period. Right. Take but, an Uber straight from the facility to your home. But didn't she just walk out of the building and they nailed her right? Yeah. Or him, I mean? Yeah. And I would assume that it's a college student, so he probably yeah. lives in the area. And, I mean, everybody's guilty of it where you're like, oh, I'm just a few blocks away from home. I'll walk. What's the worst that's going to happen? You can't do that anymore, no. though. No. Isn't that sad? You can't do You cannot live your life anymore. Yeah, because everybody. Well, they get away with these. I mean, every time you watch television, somebody does something like this, mm -hmm. and they were released to their own recognizance. Like, does anybody go to jail anymore? No, and I would assume that they don't even find the three yahoos that did it. Yeah, because they have no idea. No, and they do, the police are dealing with so much as is. They, yeah, it's like ah. I, I would say you have more of a chance with there being three people because yeah, three people. It's rare three people can keep a secret. Yeah, so. true. If That's it was true. one person, I mean, that person could die with that secret. But, like, three, it might come out. Except I have a problem, Brittany, and you would understand this problem, I think. Hmm. All the fine folks at K&L Gun Shop uh, pointed this out to me because I've always had a concealed carry. Yeah. So if I would go to a downtown bar, I would have my gun on me. 
Yeah. Except I learned because it's a 357 Magnum that I need to back her off quite a bit because they're so powerful that if you shot someone, it could go through them and kill another person. Wait, who yeah, are you? I mean, who are you? Dirty as... Harry? Why do you yeah. carry a 357 Magnum? I grew up in North Minneapolis. That's why. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Here's the thing. You lucky know, punk. Yeah, you never know when you have to have, a, like, a duel with somebody. I'm not going to have any duels. There will be no duel. <laughs> what is it, a 10 up 10 pace stay stand up? <laughs> no, it's just don't mess with me. Leave me alone. But, Tom, you have to recognize, I mean, this is something that, like, in the military we're constantly taught is not bullets not only go through people, they go through walls. Yes, so if they you're gonna do. if you're going to shoot somebody, you better yep. make sure that whole area is clear. Yep. And also, like, I trust... You go into a bar with a gun because you're not drinking. But I think the I moment drink, yeah, you sure. have a drink, you should not have a gun with mm-hmm. you. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right because, well, isn't carrying a gun while you're drinking illegal anyway? I think so. I, I think we had this so. talk a couple months ago. And yeah. You lose, it's like loses, I think it's illegal or there's some aspect of it. I know Officer Dave wrote in once. I think it has to be because you yeah. you can't wander around with a gun if you're drunk. Talk it to my army friends. (laughs) 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 They're all wandering around with weapons. Yeah, so I'm going back to KL and KNL, as a matter of fact, probably in the spring. Yeah. uh, To 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 uh, get go further along with my license to carry and all the rest of it. And he said we're gonna we're gonna back off on the volume a little bit of the weapon you're carrying. Yeah, that makes sense too. It's like you hear about it all the time. Yeah. Kids sleep in their beds, getting shot because it goes oh, through yeah. walls, windows, all those things. You just always have to imagine a line that just keeps going because bullets go yep. through a lot. I only one time I felt bad about carrying a weapon, hmm. and that was I was going into the old Itasca building when we used to do the podcast in the Itasca mm-hmm. building. Yeah, and I'm going in, and I didn't even think about this. I was going by, walked by this younger Spanish man. And I don't know what, where he was from, but he, he was Spanish. He was speaking Spanish to someone, as a matter of fact. And as I walked by, he gets backed away from me, and he had this horrified look on his face. And he's like, doing that? And I'm like, what the hell is that all about? And I looked down, and I realized he could see my gun because I was carrying it in a holster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he could see inside my coat. Mm. But that wasn't the only problem. And I didn't even realize this. I know that he saw the gun, and that's why he kind of backed off. I go in and wash my hands in the men's room. My hat says, U.S. Border Patrol. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you scarred this man for life. I thought he might have a heart attack. I didn't even realize I was wearing that hat. I was like, oh, guy. God. Oh, he looked God. like he was terrified. Yeah, rightfully so. Mm, poor guy. Poor fella, Right. Following up from a few minutes ago, both Officer Dave and Chad write in with the same thing, saying that it's not legal to carry a gun while drinking, but it's like uh, it's a .04 BAC limit while carrying. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm sure that if you it were in a situation where you ended up shooting somebody while drinking, it's hard to yeah. claim self-defense or it gets a little murky. Yeah. So like, you can hey. be drunk, just not too drunk. Yeah. You could be drunk, not too drunk. That's real nice. Well, .04 is pretty low. Yeah, so. yeah, sorry. yeah it is. just more of a joke for joking's sake. But yeah, I mean, I would say just don't. Just yeah. don't carry guns. Unless you're in the army like Brittany, where apparently all no. her friends got no. wasted and no, I'm not <laughs> went out to battle. Yeah. I'm just saying, I have been many nights with our army friends out, and I'm like, they're wasted, and all of a sudden I realize they're carrying, and I said, nope. 
No, goodbye. <laughs> I will not. I like yeah. literally. I'm like, there's like an infamous story among me and my friends where I found out one of our drunk friends had a gun, and I was like, out. And right. they were like trying to get a hold of me. And I go, no, I'm not getting involved. Like, hey, in can any I shoot this. this apple off the top of your head? No. <laughs> get done. I'm out of here. Yeah. It's so scary when you have those realizations that somebody is carrying that shouldn't be. Mm. It's like, bye. Mm-mm. So I have a question. Do, do a lot of people your age now they don't carry weapons? No, I don't think so no no i would i would say i don't know any of my friends i know like people that have you guns, don't have any friends but well i mean so there's a couple there's well my mom and she does it's <laughs> <laughs> my mom even she's not your friend so, so there you go but no, i don't think it's as common no for people to carry because people are more anti-gun than i think they used to be. But I wouldn't let the perpetrators know that nobody's carrying a gun. That's not a good idea. Well, yeah. But like a college kid, you shouldn't be carrying a gun. You can't have... No, uh, no, I agree. Right. Yeah. But they had to have like a whole transition. So at Bemidji, a lot of people would bring their hunting rifles up and have them in their door. Absolutely. When my husband went to school. And then there yep. was like a transition of like, can we just have... We I don't think that's a... Guns in the dorm, mm, you know, and it was just like such a funny like reality of like, oh yeah, we probably shouldn't. Well, yeah, well but... that's you know, growing up in Wisconsin, it, people that drove trucks if they're going deer hunting, you know, yeah, I'd have my gun under the back seat or storage compartment in my truck because back then it was like you use guns for hunting, and now in today's yeah. world where it's you know not, they're more so used for mass shootings. It feels like every time you turn on the news. Yeah. So yeah, we were kind of going through that transition society where we're like, hey, maybe we shouldn't let just everybody walk around with a gun. Hey, what's the Bemidji mascot? Do you remember? Beaver. Beaver. Yeah. It is the beavers. I thought beavers. so. Because you remember what uh, I think it was. God, University of North Dakota. I don't know. If it was North Dakota State or University of North Dakota? Well, NDSU is the bison and the. North Dakota was the Fighting Sioux. Now I don't know what. Now they they're are the Fighting now. Hawks. The Fighting Hawks. Fighting yeah. Hawks. Isn't that kind of mean to the Hawks? Why? Because they stink. Because so they're much? fighting. Oh, no, I, the, I just had a great memory when I used to kind of work up in that area. I think it was North Dakota State, but I'm not sure. They played Bemidji and beat them, and their next uh, their next uh, outfit was uh, the next challenge was uh, against Moorhead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, their signage all said what? We just beat the beavers. Or... We've licked the beavers. Now we want more head. Oh, oh dang. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's dang, good. that's so good. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's I saw that was like, really? And it was like a 20 by 20 foot sign, too. It wasn't small. They were very excited about that. As they should be. That's being in college. That's like the <laughs> you just have all. Like I was at a recruiting visit to Winona State, which is a big. Well, Brittany knows big nursing school, right? Is our resident mm-hmm. nurse. Yeah. Um, so they just had their homecoming shirts were just Winona State. We f nurses, and that was it. And it was like that's well, it. That was it. That was okay. it. Yeah, Did so they have I, the whole F or just the Oh, F? no, they had the whole F. But they had the whole yeah, F. I thought so, yeah. Well, like, but, think about the like the coincidence of you have to get the schedule that has both of the, that, those opponents right. on them, yeah. Yeah. be back-to-back, back, and then you have to be good enough to beat the first one so exactly. that you then can make this. You're not going to pass up that opportunity. No. And That's no, true. No, and you're they not. Have, there's really not that much to do in Bemidji, so they have plenty of time to scroll, <laughs> like, to figure out these clever sayings. 
Sorry to people of Bemidji, but it's... No, don't be sorry. That's true. Stick it My to My mom was a Minot State beaver and still talks about it like the proudest thing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. Minot, North Dakota, baby. Yeah, why no not Minot? God, I... Did you ever live in North Dakota? Uh, I did. Well... I, we moved when I was five when my parents oh, got five, divorced, okay. but I lived in Williston, North Dakota. So oh, Yeah, you still go there, I know. Yeah, I go see my grandma. Yeah, it's wild grandma. there. It's wild. I, I lived in both Grand, uh, both Grand Forks and Fargo, and I really liked both of them. That was a, God, I guess I, I, I worked in Grand Forks in 1971, I think it was. And then I worked in Fargo, I think, in 75, so they're four years apart. But I thought both towns were great. I really liked yeah, them. Fargo's oh. nice. It's a very familial atmosphere, at least when I was there. Yeah. And so it's got this small town feel. It's not, it's kind of a big-ish city compared yeah, for, no, like, is, for not yeah. being a major metropolitan yep. area. But yeah, it's a, it's a nice place to live. Although I've said it before and I'll say it again. A young 19-year-old boy out of North Minneapolis goes to Grand Forks, North Dakota. Couldn't understand one damn word anyone was saying. <laughs> yeah, I could not so understand them. Where are the subtitles? Yeah, I'm looking for subtitles. But it's like, oh, yeah, you know, the guy down the block was telling me about the... I was like, what the hell are you saying? Was the West Acres Mall, was that around Oh, yeah. Them? Oh, absolutely. So there's... And did you run into the issue of Fargo and, was it West Fargo? West Fargo, yeah. Where if oh, you yeah. tell somebody that lives in West Fargo that it's just regular Fargo... No, no. Oh, no, it's Bloods and Crips. <laughs> like... I was on the phone with a, one of my roommates, true. and they're like, hey, where are you at? I was like, oh, I'm over in Fargo at, you know, such and such restaurant. And this, this is West Fargo, <laughs> sir. Like, oh, that's my, true. My bad. No, you're right. They yeah. get very touchy about that. No. It's a classic fun. West Side story. Oh. <laughs> Jets and the Sharks. Yeah, right? There's a good restaurant over there. I can't remember what the name of it was in West Fargo. There's a great restaurant over there. But that was 50 years ago, yeah, so I don't right. even know if it's still I there when anymore. I, when I lived in Fargo, I was on the uh, college student budget, which was ramen noodles and whatever oh, they're sure. serving out of the dining hall. Are those good? <laughs> I've never had them. No, they're not good. They're, ramen noodles? They're, they're a little good. Oh, they're, you can, they're good if you add a ton of other stuff yeah. you can yep. to them. You can dress them up and they... Yes, yep. yes. Yep. You got to layer the deal. Is that the plan? Yeah. yeah. We, my the roommates, man. we thought we were gourmet chefs. The Buffalo Wild Wings would have half-off college nights on Sundays. So we'd all go there and just get a ton of food, take it to go, and then we'd be chopping it up like Asian zing boneless wings and putting it in our ramen noodles like we're on Top Chef. <laughs> oh, God. I can't even imagine how dirty that kitchen was, there's too. A, there's a Cowboy Jack's in St. Cloud, and every Thursday, I want to say, they had, like, this $4, like, a bucket of wings. Mm -hmm. And the first time, we were like, oh, my God, that's a cheap dinner. So we, we did it a couple weeks in a row. And then one time, I mean, like, it was the same quality every time. But uh, my buddy Sean was like, do these... These aren't like good wings by any means, and then it's, we started to realize like it's just the worst like dog or like yeah. like fox meat. It's <laughs> yep. just it's not what the fox meat. Like, you know, it's not. It's like that's why they're so cheap. They're right, just they got, terrible. It's pigeon wings. It's yeah, not even exactly. Chicken, yeah. Oh, ish. That's rough. Yep. Just disgusting. But you're also college kid. Yeah, four bucks. I can't, I can't imagine. Tom, can you? Maybe it's because I'm old, or maybe it's because like I just don't eat like this. I can't imagine eating like ten wings and calling that dinner and not like feeling like I had to lay on the ground after. Back in the day, I could. Yeah. I do love chicken wings. Chicken wings are one of my favorite things, but they got to be right, otherwise they suck. That's yeah. true. That's a terrible deal. 
Uh, we got to go to break, but I got to mention, honestly, one of my favorite things about that whole time in, in Fargo, North Dakota, 1974, 75, whatever it was. Yep. Every time we went somewhere with my roommates, they would go to, to Victor. They'd go, so where do you live? And he goes, I live in blah, 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 blah. And they look at me, where do you live? And I said, well, I live with him. They go, what? I said, yeah, I live with Victor and his sister. And they go, you live with them? It's like so unusual for a white guy to live with black people. They thought that was, I mean, it was great in a way mm-hmm. because it was like, yeah, you know. Well, especially in Fargo, he was probably the one black guy in Fargo. Back oh, no, then. <laughs> you have to remember that Grand Forks is a, has a huge Air Force base up there. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, so it was. But I also would get invited to the, to the uh, parties. Mm-hmm. I would be the only white guy there, which was kind of interesting. And some guys did not like that, by the way. No, I could imagine. They was like, what's that honky doing here? <laughs> no, I loved it. Victor, God, I haven't seen Victor in a million years. Lovely sister, though. But she was already engaged to Ronnie, so, you know, what are you going to do? Right? Right. All right. I, I want to mention the weather one more time because it's so wonderful. I know the weather, I know, and I know a lot of people listen to the show hours later, but it doesn't matter because I'm doing the whole week, and it looks phenomenal. Uh, mostly sunny and mild today with a high of 55. On Tuesday, windy and warmer, partly sunny with a high of 62. Yes, I said 62. Uh, Wednesday, partly sunny and a high of 60. Thursday, once again, sunny and 62. Uh, it's just magnificent weather for the next four or five days. It, it just looks really good. Well, even Saturday and Sunday, 50 and sunny and uh, 53 and sunny. So it's looking really good. It is uh, right now sunny and 41 degrees, but 55 later on today. Magnificent, right? I can't wait to wear shorts. You should wear shorts at yeah. 65 degrees. Yeah, absolutely. I like it, man. Show off the calves one more time before they go into hibernation. Oh, oh he's going to show off. Let me show off my calves. No, they're nothing. They're nothing special. You ever seen my calves? I, I no. Do you want me to? Easter hams, baby. Easter I have the Easter I have the biggest calves of any living human. <laughs> Oh. You guys are so weird. Like, I just have this image of I should be like, give mommy what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an OnlyFans account. This is just him showing his calves. Showing Disgusting. my calves. Never off. say that again. I'm not kidding you. It's just, well, first of all, part of it was genetic anyway. But then when I started lifting weights and doing leg work, my legs like tripled in size in about three oh. months. It was like, should, good God. You should put on a heel and it would really pop because like if i wear heels my calves just pop oh absolutely so good that's what i should do is start walking around in heels with a good plan yep i could be sylvester stallone that'd be wonderful we shall take a break be right back in a couple of minutes ladies and gentlemen more news right after this this is the tom bernard morning show listen live on the tom bernard show app or at tom This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit bialkilaw.com. 
That's B-I-A-L-K-E law.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner.